And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. A great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Nick Winquist. Always a great time talking to Nick. Uh, we had a lot to discuss. As always, we talked about, obviously, the big news of the week, the results of the Iowa caucuses. Um, and we kind of took a look forward to uh, what's what looks like it's going to be a Trump-Biden rematch this November and how we think that's going to shake out and, and what the, the very low turnout in Iowa says, not only about the GOP, but about uh, what I believe is, is going to impact turnout for both sides this year. I'm a lot to discuss. It's going to be a fascinating year, a fascinating election. I can't wait to mix it up with all you guys throughout all of it, good Lord willing. Um, and uh, yeah, before we get to Nick, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you are an Apple user. Please take a couple seconds to leave us a five star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Nick Lindquist. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Nick Lindquist. Nick, how you been, man? I've been great. How about you, Brady? I've been fantastic. I haven't slept for about a month. Uh, yeah. so that that kind of sucks. My daughter decided in the middle of December that she wasn't going to sleep anymore. But uh, ah, So, yeah, okay. I had a good run, you know, sleep-wise. <laughs> you did. You'll get 30. some in a couple of years. Yeah, you know, she'll turn 18 at some point. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> but other than that, I'm great. I'm great, That's good. Um, obviously, we know the news of the week. Uh, Trump won Iowa by a lot. He doubled up Ron DeSantis, who came in second. Um, So that sucks. But that's what Iowa Republicans want. And by all available polling data, that's what Republicans all over the country want. Um, So, yeah, man, democracy. (laughs) Gotta love it. Uh, No one's more thrilled than the Democrats in the deep state. I mean, they'll have a candidate, maybe even a president, that they can manipulate and run circles around for years to come. You know, the FBI gets their shiny, new, beautiful building in D.C., and nothing really changes. So, yeah, man, it's funny. It's funny how the government, the deep state specifically, seems to win elections. It's, you know, no matter who the name is, who who, who comes out ahead, it, the government really seems to come out ahead, you know, any time we go to the ballot box these days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- this was the best outcome they co- possibly could have asked for, um, and— even the media was running cover for them. I don't know if you saw, but like the AP and CNN and a couple of others called the race before voting was even over. Right. Um, and it, it, like I saw a tweet from a good friend of mine and that he, he liked to decide by side of their policy on calling elections versus what they actually did. And they called it before the election, which went against their very strict very straightforward policies on doing that. So they clearly wanted this to happen. We all knew Trump was going to win. I think the purpose of that was to make it as stark a win as possible. Like this was the biggest win of any single candidate in the primary in Iowa. Um, Like he won by the biggest margin ever. Right. So that was their whole goal. They want Trump to be safely the nominee so that they can do 
uh, shady shit. Excuse my language. I don't remember if we can swear on this. But oh, you, you can absolutely swear on this podcast. Ah, great, great, great. It's perfect for me then. Um, yeah, they they want him to win so that they can do their shady business afterwards. And it's going to be easier than just a regular Republican with no criminal record. Yeah. And, well, and Trump just isn't smart enough to handle it. Yeah, no. he just doesn't. He doesn't know how to get out of their traps. I mean, he walks right into them every time. And I mean, look, man, make no mistake, the establishment won. And I know, like Trump tries to brand himself as the anti-establishment guy, but the establishment won. I mean, the look, the journalists, the crazy Taylor Lorenz, like the the journalists on cable news, or might actually be sincerely terrified of Trump, like Rachel Maddow. M- probably actually thinks Trump's a Nazi or whatever. But, like, the real villains, the real people behind the scenes, know better than that. Like, Trump was president for four years and did nothing to drain the swamp, did nothing to dismantle the deep state. In the case of the FBI, he's literally promising not to. (laughs) He's promising to build them a new headquarters with billions or tens of billions of, of your dollars. So, like, even if he were running on a platform of disruption, he doesn't know anything. Like, he doesn't know how to disrupt besides talking shit, which is yes. well and good. I mean, I talk some shit, but that's quite literally meaningless. I mean, that you're not you're not taking down the deep state by talking shit. I mean, the deep state tricked Trump into destroying the global economy and handing the last election to Democrats, actually handing the last several elections to Democrats. They tricked him into leading a few hundred Republicans into the teeth of government force and getting them thrown in prison forever and ever. I mean, the establishment walks Trump like a dog. And now they're marked safe from not being able to dog walk Republicans for another four years. Yep. Yep. And yeah, I I totally agree with what you said on he walked right into the trap. Like, it wasn't even hard for them to do this. And every time he got a new indictment, he said, oh, I'm going up in the polls. Well, yeah, but those are the primary polls. Like, this is another thing about Trump. He doesn't understand that a primary election is very different from a general election. And you could completely damage yourself as a general election candidate by what you do in the primary, even if it gets you ahead in a primary. Because the types of people that tend to vote in primaries, and I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm just saying that they're not down the middle people and they don't they don't always um they don't always see the problems that could come ahead depending on who's the nominee um and that's not any fault of their own that's more of a party and structural issue than anything but yeah i mean like killing it in a primary tells us really nothing about how you're going to do in a general election yeah no absolutely i Man, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And it's aside from, you know, like being able to pardon himself or whatever, like, I'm not even convinced Trump wants to win. You know what I mean? No. Like, he, like, even if he loses, he just claims he won anyway, claims it's rigged. Like, he, yeah. I, like, even, even though he was up, like, big in the polls in Iowa, he was still, like, he floated around ideas a few weeks ago, like, oh, if I lose, it's because Ron DeSantis stole it or Nikki Haley stole it. I mean, it's just like, that he's a broken record, man. Like that's all he's yeah. like, honestly, not you know losing, claiming victory, raising a bunch of money, and being beloved by your little corner of the country is a lot easier than actually trying to govern. Right. Yeah, I agree. He's he loves the election, um, even if he doesn't particularly 
care so much for the job. Well, I won't say that because he does care for the job. He he loves the um, being able to you know brawl with journalists on TV and right. um, he loves the planes and the dinners and the foreign dignitaries and all of that. But he does love campaigning a little bit more than that. I would say he feels most powerful when he's at a mega rally or you know on on a, a show with someone where he can tear apart his other candidates that are running against him. Um, so, yeah, that is problematic. Um, and, yeah, I've seen that election fraud stuff even start to pop up before there's any fraud. So I'm interested to see what happens if he does lose the general, because um, I think at this point we both know he's going to be the nominee. Um, and depending on what happens in the general – um, it'll be interesting to see what he does because there's a chance that a second loss kind of wakes people up. I mean, a, a one-time loss, that could be a coincidence or something, some sort of external factor. But two losses, that is a problem. And I think American spirit in general prefers winners to losers. So I guess we'll see. Um He's great at turning the conversation toward his preferred outcome, but that's my optimism, at least, is, okay, a second loss will wake people up if it happens. I mean, like, polls say, like, 75% of Republicans believe him that the last election was stolen, which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You know? And he could very easily just say that again and probably would work. Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah. And like Trump is going to be, you know, unless he dies or you know goes to jail or something or something extraordinarily unlikely like that, like he is going to be the nominee. So I want to talk to I know there's a lot of Trump supporters that listen to this show and there's even Trump influencers that listen to this show. So I want to talk directly to these people. I want to make something perfectly clear to y'all. You can love Trump as much as you want. You can celebrate him winning Iowa or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't care. But you you have to stop imitating the super cringe paid Trump influencers on Twitter. Like, you have yeah. to stop. Like, you have to stop using that super gay language. You just have to stop. You got to get out of your weird little internet bubble and act like a normal person. Because these yep. people are the most annoying children on the planet, and you are going to drive people away from Donald Trump. Okay? Like, all we're getting from these clowns is mockery and demands that now we bend the knee and suck Trump's dick. Now, yeah. that is not how you get people to vote for your candidate. <laughs> that is absolutely not. I mean, I, I got people to vote for Trump on this show in 2020 by making a rational case for Trump against Joe Biden. But that's not what these morons are doing. <laughs> They're being petulant children. They're embarrassing themselves. And I'm telling you guys, do not do that. It, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not yeah. demand that I do anything. Yeah. I am a grown man. <laughs> I, t I turned 35 here in a few weeks, okay? Do not no none of this. You better be loyal and vote for dear leader. I I better me I I you are telling me a man what I had better do. I will do precisely what I want. I, like what are yeah. you gonna do about it? Tweet at me? Give, come on. Give, like, imagine telling a man what to do. Really? Right. Like what what? Want to step outside? I'll tell you what you ought to do. You better keep your hands up and your chin down, son. 
Like, just because you're, like, I don't know if these people are all from fucking Connecticut or something, but I got Ohio in these veins, brother. Like, you better come correct, boy. If you're going to try to tell a man, a dog, what he had ought to do. Like, that's just, that is not, come on. Imagine being some 130-pound dork with a Twitter account telling a man what he ought to do. I mean, it's adorable, hilarious. Just trust me. If you want Trump to win, do not imitate these people do not use the stupid loyalty language maybe stop retweeting jack posobich so much or whatever the heck his name is you know like just stop stop embarrassing yourself just be a normal adult human being for the love of god yes totally and, and ironically i think part of what did desantis in is his like twitter surrogate program too i mean i don't know if you've seen them out there but you know, I think a lot of them are great people, and they have been doing good work for a long time. But this election really, really rustled some feathers in the wrong way. Um, and they're not cringe in the sense that it's like a loyalty game. It's more like just kind of trashy approach to trying to win over people, like getting getting in the mud with Laura Loomer and people Gosh. that are unserious to begin with. Like you're popularizing or you're not popularizing her, but you're putting her in front of your audience all the time by even interacting with her. She would be nothing if it weren't for the people that DeSantis recruited for his Twitter surrogate program. Um, and again, like a lot of them are actually great, um, but they're not approaching this the right way. And I don't know where this came from. I'm assuming it's his terrible consulting agency that he hired, um, Axiom, who... Also, by the way, was the same agency that uh, Ted Cruz hired yep. in 20, 2016 um, and lost. Um, and, and, and with Ted Cruz, I'm not sure what they even did, because most of what he was saying was just run-of-the-mill stuff for Ted Cruz. Like, it seemed like he didn't even need consultants. Um, yeah. But he needs—I I think if Ron has a future in politics, he needs to figure out how to recruit loyal, competent people— to run his campaign and actually hire good consultants that know what they're doing and won't just use him as a piggy bank. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, I have a, I have a hard and fast policy to just mute people on Twitter once they get hired by a campaign, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I, I have friends that, that work for DeSantis. I have friends that are working for the Trump campaign now, but it's just like, I mean, you're not bringing any value to me <laughs> if you're if you're working right. for a campaign and like i i used to work for campaigns i haven't in six years but you know yeah i i, I and i don't plan on doing that ever again it's miserable but uh <laughs> yes. you know unless it's somebody i know or, or you know something i really believe in but like you just mute these people you know once a yeah. once the campaign's over you unmute them if you remember but by the way side note side note nick I did not know until you tweeted about this and somebody explained it to you. I did not know until like three days ago that you can mute people's retweets without muting oh. them entirely. That is a yes. game changer. That is that changed my life. Holy it's the cow! Best news I've gotten in a while. Because oh some yeah. People, I love them, but they're I know retweeting way too many. Too, like it'll be like many. twenty tweets a day. Or and just I'm like, like the, oh my god! Or retweeting like the same three accounts over and over. You're like, guys, uh -huh. stop, please stop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. following you, not this random anon. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, that that's a game changer. Uh, and maybe you do a tutorial for your followers someday. I don't know. <laughs> um, but but yes, you can you can mute retweets. <laughs> Let it be known. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, the DeSantis hasn't run the best campaign. He'll be fine. He's like the most successful yeah. governor in 50 years. You know, like he, you know, he's a one of the best politicians. Um, not a fan of any politicians. I'm not a fan of. I'm a fan of like sports teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I mean he's been a real successful governor. He'll be fine. But like, you know, it's it just is what it is. Like people bought into the stolen election shit and just wanted Trump and. You know, Trump made them feel good about themselves and they were willing to excuse all the lies, all the failures, you know, the fact that he didn't really do anything. He said he was going to do an office and they're just they're willing to look past it. They like the man himself and they like the the red hat and the orange face. And that's that's it's democracy, man. That's why I'm an anarchist. I think it's all a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's we do live in a democracy. So the people get what they want, you know. So I mean, it's, whatever. I don't. I don't fault these people for voting that way. It's, is what it is. I understand it. I just think people pick really stupid reasons to vote, and that's why people shouldn't vote. That's that's Correct. my that's my philosophy. Yeah. No. 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 I, I agree because on a personal level, I love Donald Trump. He's so funny. He's very energetic. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. He's easy at getting re- people riled up, and I think those are great qualities in a campaigner. But the problem comes when Jared Kushner hires all these terrible people and then they're talking in his ear and then like the worst policy you could ever think of happens. And it's like, wait a minute, this wasn't anything like the campaign. What happened? Um, He's promising to make the 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 only like the thing that really sucks about Trump 2024 is that he's not even promising to do good things anymore. Like he's like, I will not touch entitlements. I will not make the economy any better no matter what I do. I will continue us on this path over the cliff towards the absolute destruction of American fiat currency. Yeah. He's like that that's a he pledge. Even... He's also pledging yeah. to build the FBI a new headquarters. He went on the Ukraine war. He said he will do exactly what Joe Biden's doing. He's like, "Well, I'll 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 send all the weapons to Zelensky if Putin doesn't do what I want." And I'm like, "Okay, so that's just the Biden regimes?" That, that's what they were doing. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're promising more of the same. I mean, it's just like, he's not even, he ain't that guy, man. He at least had some good ideas in 2016. He doesn't even have that anymore. What, am I going to believe him that he's going to build the wall? Right. He, he didn't do shit. <laughs> he did, he did yep. nothing to secure the southern border. You know, it's just like, you know, is what it is, man. But people, it's not about that. It's not about the policy. It's not about the country. It's about the man. And if people want to be fans instead of voters... Okay, you can be a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what I mean? I'm not a fan of some man who wants power over me. That's like a weird cuck Stockholm syndrome kind of mentality, man. It's it's gross. It's weird. I'd even so go so far to say it's evil to have that that uh, mentality towards politicians. But that's what people have chosen. That's I mean, that's the country we're living in right now, unfortunately. Yeah, and on the policy stuff, you're right. I mean, like. Well, number one, just in general, when he speaks publicly now, it's much more tame and just kind of sometimes it's honestly boring. He's old, um, man. He's an old man. He's, he's totally almost 80, different. you know? Yeah, yeah. And and on policy stuff, I mean, I can't even name a thing he's discussed doing with immigration. And that was like his hallmark issue the first time he ran. Um, I just see no real policies. And 
it, and even the things that I do see, like you were saying about Ukraine, are really bad. Um, and then like, oh, Nikki went too, or uh, you know, Ron went too hard on Disney, and that's like a Nikki Haley talking point that he picked up too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And it, and it looks like she could be the VP pick now. It seems like that's the way things are going. So it will either be Nikki Haley or like a total grifter. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll I probably, I, I, I'd put it at 75% chance he picks Nikki Haley because yeah, I mean, he, he needs money and all of the centrist donors, the billionaire class love Nikki Haley. He needs money. Donald Trump is selling. Oh my God. He's <laughs> he is selling pieces of the suit. He wore during his mugshot. For forty for forty seven hundred dollars for like a little one inch, like piece of that suit, Ugh. which one, guys don't be that gay. And I don't mean homosexual. Yeah. I have nothing against the gays. <laughs> I mean gay is in like the way you'd call your thirteen year old friend gay in middle school. Don't be gay. Right. Please. Even if you have more money than you know what to do with, do something straighter with that money, mm-hmm. than be a politician yes. fan with it. My goodness. Please don't embarrass yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, yeah, man, this is a man who needs money. Um, the, the campaign, they haven't really spent... I mean, they spent a bunch of money attacking Ron DeSantis, but they haven't attacked Biden yet at all. Um, yeah. And they don't have any money. You know, the, the fundraising's been bad. So they might just try to go after the donors with Nikki Haley. And then, I mean, all the people, T- Tucker Carlson and and all the people who I, I like who are like, oh, you know, that would be a deal breaker. You can't pick Nikki. You people will bend over and say, thank you, sir, may I have another. You... Yep pathetic dorks have no balls and you've revealed that over the last couple years and you will do nothing you're not going to try to hold trump accountable you're not going to try to make him a better candidate or a better president you will take it you people will take it on the chin like you always have don't don't give me that tough guy act you'll do it you'll vote for nikki haley don't say you won't Right. Yeah, they'll start rationalizing like, oh, well, you know, she was in his administration and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, she's not good, though. I mean, this is purely a loyalty test and and the demographics test in her case. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's just like I get why he's going to choose her, but I don't like it. Nikki Haley, man, she's so bad at this. Like, I understand that she has, like, a ton of money, so she can, like, kind of prop up this campaign a little bit. But, like, dude, she's so bad at this. Like, she came in, like, she gave, like, she wrote a speech, or somebody wrote a speech for her, just in case she came in second in Iowa. But she came in third. But she still gave the speech as if she came in second. Yes. I'm like, you couldn't even, like, change the verbiage? Like, who is working on this campaign? (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you people, man? My goodness. And she's just like... She's like I can't stand any any politicians. I don't like any. Even the politicians I like and vote for, they all bother me, man. But she like all the reasons why other politicians bother me, she bothers me for all of those reasons at the same time. Like she's t- she's this like bloodthirsty monster on foreign policy. She's this like yes. leftist Republican like John Kasich on social policy. She was not a very good governor. And she also has this ridiculous Democrat feminist girl boss thing. It's just like this lady checks up. It's like she was built in a lab to bother me. (laughs) Like everything that bothers me about modern politicians, she she embodies every single one of those factors. Yeah, her policies are like a George Bush era sort of thing. Like 
she's basically John Bolton on policy. And then, yeah, like the oh, the girl boss thing, really. Like her tweets, she needs to stop tweeting. Like, who's the um, audience who's for this? For her, it's it's you know like thirty year old millennial women who live in Washington D.C. I think that's about it. But they're all uh, going to vote for Joe Biden. Correct. Yeah. Like they're not they're not actually Makes supporting no Nikki Haley. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really bad. I mean, I, I if she tweets again, like you know, with all due respect, I don't get confused. I'm gonna delete my whole account i think um <laughs> i just can't i can't Can you just delete we got to figure out a way to delete other people's accounts man yeah yeah i agree that Can should just, be a reportable tweet just community delete <laughs> <laughs> if the community note is bad enough it just dele- auto deletes the account man. elon i hope you're listening Man, and I'll tell you, I, I, I'm terrible at endorsing candidates. Like, I endorsed Trump in 2020. He got beat. I endorsed DeSantis in this primary. It looks like he's going to get beat unless something crazy happens. Like, I, you know, all the, the most of the Senate candidates, congressional candidates I endorse get beat. I'm just terrible. I Like, I feel like my endorsement's like a kiss of death. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm just going to do what Rand Paul did and just do anti-endorsements. Like, I'll just, yeah. like... I loved the the never Nikki Rand Paul's like I don't really care who wins the primary unless it's Nikki Haley. We just like just anybody but Nikki Haley. And he went on like a fifty thousand tweet thread about just how awful and evil this woman is. That was I that I think I'm gonna start doing that, man. I'm just gonna make just anti endorsement. Forget actually endorsing candidates. I don't want to ruin their careers with my endorsement. So I'll just I'll just I don't know. I, I think that's the right tactic moving forward for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's the right move. Or or even start endorsing people like Nikki Haley and so they lose. Nobody would believe it, man. If I did that, nobody would. Like, it's just, it, nobody would. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, oh, oh, Brady's doing a bit. <laughs> like, he's clearly yeah. doing a bit here. You know, or like he's being held hostage, call the cops, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, man. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, although I, I will say, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter, both on the Nikki side and the Trump side, are like, "Oh, uh, you know, DeSantis is over. This is the end of his career, and blah blah blah." And like, he's going to be termed out before the election. And it's like, that's that's not true at all. He will get termed out before the election, but it'll be right before the election. Mm-hmm. And um, four years is a long time. I think that everyone will forget his gaps in like a month. Um, cause they, I mean, they forgot about Trump's end of his presidency already. So, um, and they forgot about Nikki Haley's, uh, you know, blowing up like a dying star and then coming back a few years later. So I mean, like nothing, nothing's going to matter. I mean, like the whole landscape changes every 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like MAGA will be, was the tea party before that. It was like the yep. Reagan you know, trying to bring back the Reagan Republicans in like 2000 and it just like keeps going. Like it, it'll just change to something else. Yep. You know, like, and whether you yep. like it or not, like, you know, like I was having a whole lot of fun in 08 and 2012 when libertarians were infiltrating the Republican party and Ron Paul had moved the Republican party in a major way, at least the base of the Republican party in a very libertarian direction. I was like, Oh dude, this is awesome. This is the future of the Republican party. Nope. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just a moment in time, man. And like Trump's moment, like it's like Trump has this huge personality, so it's lasting longer than normal, but it'll go away. Like, it's not yeah, it like, was, 
I mean, like Donald Trump Jr. is like, oh, I'm, I might run for president in, in 2028. It's like, no, you won't. You're not smart or funny or interesting. You're a kid who was born rich and and are just like this rich douchebag. You know, and like I like Don Jr. Like he's a big hunter and angler and stuff. And like, you know, I like seeing his pictures of like big dead bucks and stuff. But like, you know, it, like, hey, man, you're not that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, pal. That ain't, that ain't going to happen. But it's just like, I don't know, man. You just never know. You never know what. I mean, you know, like Ted Cruz ran a worse campaign than DeSantis did in 2016, and he like totally like got cucked by Trump and everything. And it looked real bad. He's fine. Like he, he keeps yeah. winning re-election. It's like no, it doesn't. It's just politics, man. It doesn't. Even really Trump matter. Republicans like Ted Cruz now. Like it didn't. It's it's completely left the memories of everyone that witnessed that election, except for some of us. Oh, dude, um, like the people, the terminally online is such a small percentage yeah. of the population. Yeah, no, I mean, this, his career's not over. Just like, unfortunately, Nikki Haley's it probably isn't over. Um, but, but like, yeah, I think people forget how short memory spans we have in general. So it'll be interesting. And, yeah, the, uh, the Don Jr. thing is hilarious because he's nothing like his dad. Um, I think people like Trump because he is a successful um, businessman, but he communicates like an average blue-collar American in in a lot of ways, like he's he's not afraid to use vulgar language and get excited about things that matter to us, and I think that's his appeal. And Don Jr. has none of that, so no, 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 he does not. Yeah. I uh, and the thing is, man, I get so much shit for for telling the truth about Donald Trump, but like I might vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, like I pr- I probably won't. I probably won't. But uh, I mean, like I voted for him twice. Like, it's not like I'm above yeah. voting for Trump, you know, but like, like, look, if Ohio is within, which I mean, Ohio is getting redder and redder, like Trump won by like seven points, six or seven points um, in 2020 and like five points in 2016. Mike DeWine just won reelection by 21 points. I mean, like it is yeah. moving to the right. Um, so I, but like, look, Joe Biden is so bad and he's could be seconds away from walking towards the light at any moment. Um, and and Officer Harris is even worse. Um, so like if Ohio if it's looking if it's looking grim, and if Ohio is within a half a point, you know what I mean. If it's really gonna be a toss up, like I might, you know, hold my nose and vote for Trump. But I don't think Ohio is gonna be that close. You know, I think no. whether or not Trump wins the general, I, he'll probably win Ohio. So I'll probably either write somebody in or maybe vote Libertarian if the nominee isn't somebody super embarrassing. Tall order, tall order for those folks. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. And anything can happen. But uh, you know, I don't know. I have no idea if I'd vote for him again. We'll see how close this is. But but trust me, the threats and annoying tweets make me want to destroy you, not do what you want. <laughs> okay. Like it's just like you have to understand, man. This I don't know. I think there's just a lot of a lot of people in this country who've never been in a fist fight and it shows. And it's just you guys have to change the way you talk to people on the internet because it makes normal people laugh at you and want to do the opposite of what you're telling them to do. Okay. Like I just recoil yes. at that stuff, man. No, no, I agree. It's just so cringe. And if you'll notice the people doing that on Twitter, the terminally online, it's like, it seems like some of them, all they do all day long is tweet. Like you'll, you'll go through their feed and it's like, Five minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, an hour ago, two hours ago, two hours ago, two hours. It's like 
just all day long. And it's like, what else do you people do? How do you have this much time on your hands? Maybe put the phone down and go for a hike or go to the shooting range or something. Like, do something. Go talk to a woman. <laughs> right. For right. goodness sakes, go get yourself a family, man. Like, what are you people doing? Crazy. And they do what the corporate journalists do with Democrats, how, like, the White House will just, like, send out talking points, and they'll just all they just repeat the same line, word for word, verbatim, no matter what. And it's like the, the MAGA people do the same thing. Yeah. It's like there's, like, a Trump campaign newsletter, and it goes out, and they just, like, literally just, like, chant the same line, like, over and over. And it's like, guys, that is... It's gay. Not home. Yes. I have nothing against the gays. Nothing against the gays. I mean, gay as in your 12-year-old friend in middle school was gay. Your 12-year-old yep. straight friend yep. in middle school. That's that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about not talking about the homosexuals out there. Exactly. Um, there's a difference. There's a huge difference. Don't be gay. Yes. Even if you're gay, don't be gay. You know what I mean? Right, right. Y- you people know what I mean. <clears throat> <laughs> so only 110,000 Republicans voted in Iowa, Iowa 15%. Mm-hmm. That's bad, man. That's very bad. I think yeah. that that doesn't bode well. Um, I mean, obviously, Trump was way up in the polls, and that'll that'll drive down. Like, obviously, if um, you know, if if it was like a super close primary, I think that it, it might go up. But like, even for a non-competitive Iowa caucus, that's real bad. And yeah. let me know what you think about this, Nick. I think turnout's going to be down on both sides this November in a massive way because there's just who's excited. Like, who's excited about either of these candidates? I mean, the hardcore Trump base who retweets all the MAGA stuff 35 times a day. That's like 10% of the country. And then the insane terminally online liberal woman base for Joe Biden, that's only like 10% of the country too. And that's just not that many voters, you know, and a lot of those people are young and end up like getting high and sitting on the couch and not voting anyway. So like, yes, that's not that many people. The rest of the country are looking at a failure of an 81 year old dementia patient president and a 78-year-old clown who was a decent president for a couple years and then, but didn't really do anything he said he was going to do and then handed the government to Anthony Fauci so he could destroy yeah. the global economy in one of the most evil acts perpetrated by an American politician in the history of the country, including all that stuff that you're thinking of right now. COVID was that yep. bad. So there's no change candidate. There's no fresh movement. Like Trump won in 2016 because he was the movement guy. He was the movement. He was the Trump movement. There's no movement, really. It's kind of just the establishment now, and there's no fresh— can- I mean, Biden, I mean, I mean, my goodness. There's nothing less fresh than Joe Biden, quite literally, and, and Trump's not that guy anymore. So you can love Biden or you can love Trump, but let's be honest about this election. They both have approval ratings at or under 40%, and neither one of them is this—like, fr- people get excited about the new guy. You know what I mean? The, the fresh new face, and there's just yep. none of that here. So, man, I think— I don't know. I don't know who that benefits. I don't know if it benefits Democrats or Republicans, but I think you're going to see really bad turnout, really low enthusiasm throughout this whole process. I I agree with that. I mean, it's it's not like 2016 where it was just so exciting that you couldn't resist um, voting. And it's not like 2020 where, you know, oh, like Joe Biden's going to save us from fascism and all that, because I think that language is they've used it so much like the mainstream media, other Democrat politicians, they've used it so much that it's worn off like middle, middle of the line independents and moderate Republicans and Democrats that doesn't work on them anymore. It only works on like the, 
you know, like bisexual barista that right. is like right. yeah. interested in communism and is a member of the, you know, DSA chapter in her city. Um, th- those are the only people it works on anymore. So I think, yeah, you'll see a low turnout in general. And then for the Republican side, it's like it, his language about how we're taking our country back isn't going to work anymore because he had a chance to do that and he didn't. He made it worse in a lot of regards, like you were saying with COVID spending, um, things like that. So I don't think the extreme language on either side is going to work nearly as well as it has the last two cycles. And I think you'll see lower turnout because of that. But the only people that are going to turn out are turning out because of fear, not because of, um, belief in their candidate necessarily. Yeah. I mean, both, both candidates pitch is only going to work on a very tiny percentage of the electorate. Yes. I mean, Trump's pitch is the same pitch from 2016. <laughs> only I can fix it. Well, that only works on, like, the cult people, because he was yep. president for four years and he didn't fix shit. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? So it's like, well, if you believe that, then you're stupid and crazy. Because, like, yeah. there's no better... Like, you can, like, his pitch should be, hey, remember when I was president for four years? It's a heck of a lot better than Biden, which is true. Just make that pitch. Say, look around. Look at look at what the old man's done to the world. I was better than that. I mean, that's a, that's a that would be smart. But he's not doing that. He's saying, "Vote for me. I can fix it. I will do this. Only I can fix it. I'll fix all your problems." And like only like the most cucked child on Twitter is going to buy that. I mean, like a five to ten percent of the base is going to buy that. And then the Democrats, both the Biden White House and the press, I mean, they're going with Trump as Hitler. And that's only going to work on the the bisexual baristas, the 5% of their base, too, because Trump was president for four years and he wasn't Hitler. So it's just like right. neither neither pitch makes sense. Like you can't you can't make that pitch about somebody who was already president for four years. Like unless he fixed yep. everything or was a fascist, that, that pit, these, these pitches are stupid. And he wasn't either one of those things. Like we have empirical evidence that both of those statements are a bald-faced lie. So, like, they're not, like, they're talking past the American people. Neither campaign gives a shit about what is actually ailing the American people right now. And it's like, just nobody's going to buy it. Nobody's going to buy it. Like, people will vote for the lesser of two evils, sure. But, like, golly, like, I, I can't believe the people running these campaigns. It's like, surely you can come up with a better pitch for your candidate than that. Yeah, exactly. On both sides, it's just... What is the pitch? Um, and for someone like me, yeah, I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. I'll probably, you know, vote for Donald Trump if I have to. I don't think I will have to because, uh, as you know, Brady, I'm moving to Kentucky. It's not going to be any challenge there. But um, yeah, I, th- I think the GOP uh, has it has it there in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, probably. If 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 they don't, there's something seriously wrong. Um, but <laughs> you know, like. I don't think most people are going to do that this year, particularly the independents, the people in the middle. Um, there's just no one for them to turn to. They us- they're they usually the ones who vote for, okay, who's the most normal one? Um, I'll vote for that person. But there is no normal one in this race. No, no. I, you know, I, has anybody, has anybody polled the, the two front runners plus RFK Jr.? Or has he just totally gone away? Is he he pulling any numbers anymore? I don't know. He uh, actually just came into a lot of money um, from a new billionaire donor. Really? And 
I think he is still polling pretty well, at least against Biden. I don't think they've gone to like a general election scenario yet, as far as I know. But um, I'm sure that pulls out there somewhere. But I will be interested to see what happens with that, because I don't know who it'll help more. <laughs> oh, no, dude, I've like, had I've had Trump people on the show making the case that it'll he'll hurt Biden. And I've had anti-Trump yeah. people on the show making the case that it'll help Biden or hurt. Wait, yeah. you know what I mean? I've, I've had people on uh, yeah. people that like Trump, people that don't like Trump on this show explaining both scenarios and they both make sense to me. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know, man, if one of you guys are right. <laughs> like, honestly, I could, I could, wash. I could see it both or it could just be a wash. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like he, he could get a lot of votes, but it's so split that it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there's no chance he wins. It's just a matter of, it's like the Ross Perot thing of, okay, who's it going to hurt? You know? Right. Um, I guess we'll see, but that'll be interesting too. I think with this new money, he's going to at least make it past the finish line. It'll just be, it'll be interesting, man. It's going to be a fun weir- fun year to cover, to talk about this and write about it too, because it's just, we've never had an election anything like this. I mean, it's just like, it's weird. I mean, obviously since, uh, since, I mean, the 18, late 1880s with Grover Cleveland, we haven't had a former president running. You know, like, yeah. we, like we've never had two candidates who have each been president for four years, which is like, I mean, I, it's not the worst thing in the world that we literally have the tape on both of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's really easy to call bullshit on both of these candidates. Well, I'm going to do this. Vote for me. I'll do this. Well, really? Interesting. Because you yeah. didn't. You know, like if when... Biden wants to tell the progressives, oh, I'll be this crazy commie. Really? Well, you know, I mean, they're all mad that, like, he doesn't hate Israel and stuff. You know, like, what is he going to campaign on? I'll, I'll destroy Israel or something. You know, like, what, what are you going to do? No, like, he's giving Israel money and supporting Israel and stuff like that. And progressives hate that. And then, you know, Trump, I'll secure the border. Really? Eh, you built built 14 inches of wall, pal. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? Right. I don't think, you know, you didn't really do anything. So it's like. You know, it's it's really funny. Like, and I know it's an election year. It's a quote unquote binary choice. Either no, it's not. You can do whatever you want. You're an adult. Do what you want. <laughs> but you know, like most people will come home and vote for one of the two candidates. But it's just like, at least I hope. I hope the vast majority, whether you love one of these candidates or or hate both of them, love one of them, it doesn't matter. They're both. It's gonna be really easy to tell when they're lying. Because I think they're going to be promising to do things, one, they physically can't do because they don't have the votes in Congress, or two, that they tried and failed or didn't even attempt to try during their first term. So it's like, it'll be a lot of bullshit, Nick. It's going to be it's going to be, it's going to be, be a lot of lies, a lot of BS, and it's going to be interesting who calls them on it, and both 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 sides, you know, and who just, just falls back in line and does the dance that we do every four years. Yeah. Well, that's actually another problem that you just mentioned is with such unappealing presidential candidates, like when the top of the ticket isn't appealing, it's hard to secure a big enough majority in each chambers, in any Mm -hmm. chamber of Congress to actually get things done after the election. Like it'll just be four years of basically nothing happening for Mm -hmm. anyone. doesn't matter who wins, you know, Democrats might retake the house, um, but it's going to be by a slim majority. It's, it's not going to be big. So yeah, it's going to be pretty lame four years, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, the Democrats are more than likely going to take the House. Republicans only have like a five or six seat majority right now. 
Yes, and they've and, done nothing with it. And they're completely incompetent too. Mike Johnson yeah. ain't that guy. Ain't that guy, pal. Um, and they're they're about to you know give some amnesty deal to the Democrats or whatever, and Republicans mm-hmm. would be disillusioned with them, and then they'll probably lose the majority. Republicans have a good shot at picking up the Senate. Um, we obviously have to nominate the right candidates, which. We have not done in 10 years, but, you know, Sherrod Brown in Ohio, maybe Trump can help carry um, if he wins Ohio by more than, you know, five, six, seven points. Maybe he can help drag a candidate over over the finish line in Ohio against Sherrod Brown, just how DeWine dragged J.D. Vance over the finish line uh, two years ago. Um, Maybe we can finally take out John Tester. He's one of the most liberal senators in the country in one of the most conservative states in the country. I mean, hopefully people can look past the Carhartt and the deer meat and, and realize the dude's yeah. Bernie Sanders in disguise, you know, and finally vote his ass out. There, you know, there is hope that if we do lose the house, Republicans can pick up the Senate, but um, yeah, I mean, there's not, there's neither side's going to have this like sweeping mandate of an election where they get to like do whatever they want. There's just no way that's going to happen. Yep, exactly. Yeah. There's just no way that happens. Um, it, it's, <clears throat> It's going to be a very boring four years, unfortunately. There's going to be – well, at least if Trump's president, we'll have the the fun um, TV appearances and press conferences again. That'll be fun. It'll just be legal shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. I mean it'll be like um, Democrats charging – if Trump's the next president, it'll be like Democrats charging him with stuff and him just pardoning himself over and over. Very, or very did, true. You know what I mean? Or it'll just be like – I don't know. They'll just they'll impeach him every week. They'll just bog them down in the mire and just not let them accomplish anything. They're just so yep. much better at this than Trump. You know, like, I, I wouldn't be so apprehensive about Trump as the nominee if he were smarter. Like, I just want Trump to be smarter. I wish he were smarter. I wish he were more serious. I wish he understood when people are lying to him and when they aren't. But he's not. Like, he's just, they're going to dog walk this dude again. I mean, if a little Italian midget dog walked you, come on, son. Dude's not even a real doctor. Like, it's what are so we doing? over. Like, you got dog walked by Anthony Fauci? What do you think yeah. the FBI is going to do? What do you think the CIA is going to do? Man, Anything I don't know. Want. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. Like, I just wish there was some sort of strategy here because it seems like the only strategy is get into office. And then what do we do after that? No clue. Nothing. There's nothing there. Part of the strategy is to tell people that we have enough votes already, too, and to not vote for them. So that's great. He's yeah. already been doing that a lot this year. Yep. Great stuff, man. <laughs> things are looking up. I things are looking up. Hey, man, things might look up. Hey, look, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a happy warrior. I don't really care. It's just I'll keep doing my thing no matter what. I'll keep calling it like I see it and doing my thing. Who knows? I could be surprised. Trump could, at age 80, get a lot better at being a human being and... <laughs> <laughs> and learn well, how to admit fault and, and change and grow as a human being. You know what they say about 80-year-olds, man? They're always learning new tricks. <laughs> yeah, they, they, all, they all say that. It's, but that's super, actually... it's super easy to teach an old dog new tricks. That's the saying, right? <laughs> that is the saying. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's actually good news for 28 is I th- they'll both be physically too old to even try to run. Um, Biden will probably be dead. Trump will probably have late-stage Alzheimer's. But if he loses yeah. in 2024, he will absolutely run again in 2028. Yeah. I guarantee that. Unfortunate, unfortunate fact. Let's let's hope for the best. He'll be like 85 years old, just mumbling he around. His, he gets a second term, and it's over with, and then we can move on. <laughs> like, okay, here you go, old man. Here's your—here it is. 
enjoy, and then, okay, time for adults to speak. Have we thought about unplugging politics and plugging it back in? <laughs> I'd love to be able to do that. Man, what a mess. Yeah. We'll just we'll just laugh our way through it, my brother. Exactly. That's the strategy for me. Nick, my friend, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, follow you online? All that good stuff. Yeah, you can um, follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Lindquist and then catch my writings and media stuff at NickLindquist.com. Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Thank you.